this was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody yells, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge, and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg, and I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush, and I touch air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move, because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the contact section, and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. And if you want more of the show every week, go ahead to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com, and actually become a member to the website because we release an extra show every Thursday for members only. It is only $7 a month or $70 for an entire year. So go ahead to theconfessionalspodcast.com and become a member if you want more of The Confessionals on a weekly basis. Now, we have a great show planned for you guys today, but before we get into the details, I just want to remind you that me, my wife, Lindsay, my son, Ben, my brother, Jack, and my sister, Tanya, are all making the trip to the Ohio Bigfoot Conference on May 2nd. I highly suggest that if you live within a five to six hour radius of that conference and you want to come hang out with me, go to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the events section and you can purchase tickets for the conference itself. And if you want to just hang out in the vendors area, meet all the cool people, see the Bigfoot pictures, Bigfoot casts, all that cool stuff, it is free to enter the vendor area of the conference. So if you just want to hang out at the vendors area and shop around, all you have to do is show up to Salt Fork State Park on May 2nd and hang out and enjoy the vendors area and meet me and all that fun stuff. So this week we have a great show planned for you though. We have Mandy coming on the show and the interesting backstory with Mandy is she contacted me before I even started a podcast. I was just managing a small Facebook group talking about Bigfoot and she had Bigfoot coming up to her mom's property, the house that she grew up in. And she was telling me her experiences 
choices back then, and I was not the same person I am today. And I thought of Bigfoot very differently. I thought it was just an animal that we couldn't keep up with. And the more time that went on and the more stories I heard, I started realizing that there might be something a little different to this phenomena of Bigfoot than what meets the eye. But back then, all I thought was I was an animal. And she contacted me and she starts telling me this experience that she had where this Bigfoot was coming up to the property and the eyes were looking through the window and she could tell because the eyes were illuminating and shining through the window. And she actually sent me a video of this and I saw it and I was intrigued and I almost went out to her property to check it out. But in my gut, I was just like, Bigfoot's just an animal. Their eyes don't illuminate. This lady is either trying to prank me or she might be a little batty, but I really didn't believe that this was any Bigfoot activity. I just really thought that she was either making it up, trying to get attention or just a little batty. And so I just kind of like let it fall by the side and really didn't think about it a whole lot. Fast forward to last year, late last year, I think in December or even early this year, she contacted me through email to the show and shared her story with me again. She didn't realize that she contacted me before that I was the same guy that she talked to before, only I, I have a podcast now and I recognize the actual story. So I went back and looked at old messages and I found it. I was like, this is the same lady. And the only difference is me. I literally changed and my mindset has changed and my mind has expanded to the idea that there is more to this world than we can fathom. And to pretend that you have it all locked up and understood is actually really ignorant to do. And so because I mentally have changed and expanded my mind, her story no longer seems that out of reach and that crazy to me. And what changed between then her contacting me and now is that she has actually seen this thing And it's not just a Bigfoot with glowing eyes, but this thing is a cloaking Bigfoot. And she's going to come on and share her experiences and tell us what she saw right now. Okay, today we got a great show coming up. We have Mandy. Mandy, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. So this was a uh, a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sure was. Yeah, this this interview um, actually, I guess the process of it started before the podcast even started. Yeah, you contacted me. Yeah, you contacted me back in uh, 2016 about the experiences you'll be sharing with us today. And back then, you did not understand what was going on. It was all very fresh and new. You're just like, you were questioning whether you were crazy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> as time gone, went on, you did some research and you came yeah. across different podcasts like mine where you started realizing that you're not the only one with these insane experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, I was running the group Pennsylvania Sasquatch Research and you contacted me as the admin of the group asking questions about your Bigfoot experiences around your house. And I remember one of the things, Now I haven't even looked back at those messages. I have them, but I haven't looked back at them before this interview. And I remember at one point you had told me about their eyes. And mm-hmm. I remember you sent me a video of it. <laughs> and it was clearly something on the other side of the doorway. And the eye, there was something illuminated. And it was mm-hmm. like floating around. And I know you thought you were crazy. And... <laughs> At that time, 
at that time, I wasn't uh, it, the guy I am today. And right. you were the first person to ever contact me to tell me that these things, eyes are lighting up. And I was like, what is wrong with this lady? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But I was you were like, who is pulling a prank on her with a flashlight? Right, right. <laughs> and the thing is, like, I, I didn't, um, I, I didn't understand it. And yeah. I was intrigued though. And I was yeah. like, I got to Cause you're like, you can come cause you're in Pennsylvania and yeah. you're like, you can come out and check out the property. I'm like, I have to go check out this property because like, <laughs> this is too intriguing to me, but I didn't understand it whatsoever. I didn't, I couldn't even imagine uh, a paranormal side to this whole thing, which no. I firmly uh, believe and look at it this way now. Uh, right. But the, that whole experience that you had back then uh, set your life on a different path where you were pursuing information and knowledge that you probably yeah. never thought you would be. No, not at all. <laughs> so why don't you just go ahead and uh, start from the beginning? I know you had moved into your mom's house. Tell us, you know, it, I believe it was a childhood home. Just yeah. talk to us and let us know how this all unfolded and what went down. Absolutely. Okay. So yes, this, this all began back in 2016. Um, the home was my childhood home. So I had lived there about 18 years before I left and went to college, got on with my life. I mean, I still, um, I went to college in Florida, so I was gone for six years. Um, around this time in 2016, um, I came back. My mother was ill. My parents are divorced. So I'm the eldest child and the closest child that was living to the area. So, and I had also gone through a bad breakup and it just seemed like it was, it was a good time for this. I mean, my mom had plenty of room and, um, but I was really struggling. Uh, I am a Christian, um, but I had really fallen off with God. I would say that I am the black sheep of the family, 100%. Um, and I was just kind of lost in life. Like, what was my next step? I had a dead end job, even though I had a college degree. And I just, I didn't, you know, it was a, it was a tough time. So uh, my daughter and I moved back with my mom. And um, I'm just to, to set the stage a little bit, this, this took place in Franklin County, Pennsylvania. So Franklin County, when you think, I mean, when you research experiences, it's not in the top three, it's not, it's not in the top 10 or the top 15, um, for any type of strange anything. And like I said, I had grown up in this area never had any kind of anything strange. We have the property, um, is about on four acres surrounded by fields and woods and the neighbors aren't too far away the closest neighbor is a quarter of a mile you can see homes from that the house you can see other homes um so being that i grew up there i was very familiar with um you know the the different lights and things that shone around there and as children we played in the woods it, we all the time every day you know back then children played outside they didn't sit in front of the tv um and rot their brains so um so that's just kind of the backstory. um not too rural uh of an area you know it took about 20 minutes to get to a store i guess um so this started out i'm you know i guess you would say maybe i was depressed uh but i always found solace in the woods and uh about 20 feet i'd say from the back of the house is the wood line 
and um, I grew up hunting. My family, we're, uh, I guess what you would say, rednecks, but not in a, in a negative way. We, um, I, I just grew up hunting, uh, being in the woods all the time, even before I was able to shoot a gun. We were hiking and camping and ATVing, and that's what we did. We didn't take luxurious vacations. We camped and we roughed it. And so I was very familiar with the woods. I was a hunter. Um, so one of the first things I did that my mom was not too happy about is I got this big giant deer feeder from my dad, and I put it right at the wood line. Um, so I could see it from the back porch. And at night, I would sit out there for hours. And, you know, this for somebody that loves the woods, they'll understand. I would sit out there for hours, and I would watch the animals come in. And one deer feeder turned into two deer feeders on the other corner of the lot that I could still see. And I'd watch all kinds of animals come. No biggie, nothing. I mean, it gave me, it really gave me peace and comfort. Just I'd just sit out there on my phone and you can really tell the state that I was in that I actually knew like how many raccoons there were. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe that's not saying very much for my mental state, but I, I really did. I mean, so then I was like, well, let me put up a game camp because we didn't get deer too often. They would pass through, but you know, I knew that's something my dad would still be interested in, you know? And so I, I, he gave me one of his deer cams and, you know, I can't even tell you what type it was or anything. I knew how to run it. And of course this would have been, it was, it would six, it was probably six. Well, let's see. It was probably two years old in 2016. So nothing new fangled fancy, just the bare essentials game cam. So I put that up and I start catching, you know, pictures of deer and, you know, things coming to eat and, um, it was it was mostly deer uh, that the camera would catch, and nothing out of the ordinary. So about after two months of feeding the animals, um, one night I'm sitting out there. I can't remember the time, but I heard a very loud, very deep growl, and instantly like the animals scattered and you know at the time i thought nothing of it 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 wasn't um you know my first thought was bear it it, it really sounded like a bear but we don't uh bears do I, we do have bears in franklin county but they um the time of year it was this I just, I didn't think that that was, I don't really know what I thought, to be honest, like, it wasn't anything I was thinking about. The next, the next night, the same thing happened. And as the nights went on, as the night went, nights went on, the animals started to not come. So I have all this deer feed, and I'd still get, um, you know, the varmints type, like the possums, um, the raccoons, the deer were gone. Um, and I, I'd mentioned to my grandfather, who's been a woodsman his whole life, you know, um, what do you think the possibility is of a, a, one of our black bears coming into the particular town that I lived in? And, you know, he said we had just in a town adjacent, there was just a mother and cubs walking through the town. And he said, you know, it does happen. It's possible. But that particular patch of woods is not a big patch of woods. It's not a forest. It doesn't attach to a lot of cover. There's a lot of fields behind that woods. So, and I kind of just brushed it off. That was the first thing, um, is what happened with the animals. So about 
going into month three um, of 2016, it, the, the animals had just died off around the, or you know left they weren't coming anymore um it was very i would still get like i said the possums um so the weird stuff starts about that third month i am lying in bed which my room it was on the side of the house that also it was the side in the back of the house that faced the woods so my room faced the woods and then one of my other windows in the room faced the front of the house so there's three windows in the bedroom i woke up there was no noise i i still to this day don't know what startled me but i woke up and the room was bathed in like this type of blue light and i know that that sounds um you know strange the the blinds that we had were the cheap white blinds everybody gets that they don't do very much for uh, they, they keep out the bare essentials is is pretty much how those blinds are they're cheap they bend easy there's you can see through the cracks and whatnot and when there's a full moon the the room would be illuminated so um you know my first thought is there's a full moon but this was very clearly blue so another thing about the house is it has a long lane that reaches down to a road that's not a busy road, but it's a thoroughfare that connects two states. If you stay on this road in 15 miles, you'll be in another state. And cars would come by, and because that the road, the lane to the bedroom, the house um, was open, no trees, you could see the headlights. So even though it was a, a decent distance, you could see the headlights of cars coming. So my first thought was there's an accident. There must be an accident down on the road and this is police lights. Um, you know, it, you're, you're struggling for anything that you can get. You know, that didn't make sense because where's the rest? But you're trying to make sense of it. So, you know, it's really annoying. I'm laying there and I can't go back to sleep. And I start to notice these shadows going back and forth outside my windows. And again, um, these weren't fancy wood slat blinds. I, I can't remember what the name of these blinds are, but they're the cheap mini blinds. And if someone's outside in the light or if it's illuminated, you can see inside the room the shadows. So these shadows are moving back and forth. And I know because I slept in that room as a child through my young adulthood that witch trees are outside. And when the wind shakes, witch limbs go back and forth. And what, you know, could that potentially create a shadow that looks like a person moving? And I knew that that would not be the case. So after about an hour of this, I just was annoyed and I jumped up out of bed and I ripped the blind open and the blue light is illuminated outside also and it was very strange it, it was not a full moon but it was blue outside and you don't want to know my first thought <laughs> my first thought is well i guess i should have believed in aliens long ago and they're about to beat <laughs> me up and here's my here's my experience <laughs> you know i'm i'm kind of a i have a lot of humor and i'm kind of sarcastic so that was my you know that thought ran through my head that you know now i'm going to be punished and i am finally <laughs> going to be beamed up and probed so um but no that that's not um what happened there was no there was no light source to be seen of why this blue light is there 
And also, you know, looking out the blinds, I, I'm thinking, well, maybe, I don't know what I was thinking. Maybe there's something new that's causing, maybe a, a limb fell and, it, and the wind is shaking it, but it wasn't windy. There was no limbs blowing back and forth. So I ended up falling asleep, you know, no big deal. I, I just forget about it. The next night, the shadows come back. And a, a part about this experience is, I think something because of the mental state I was in so distraught of what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Yeah, I wasn't sleeping well anyway. And so when these shadows came back outside my window, um, I, my first, you know, I started to think of like something is wrong here and this goes on for several nights and I'd rip open the blinds and there's nothing out there. So, you know, I start grasping for answers. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do as best as I can here with the timeline of events. Um, probably, you know, a week or so, I'm starting to pay more attention to the shadows in the room. And, you know, bear with me here because it, it sounds a bit nuts. But um, I started to notice that these shadows, they were different sizes and they were large. I would not say it was a humanoid shape. It was, yes, it was a humanoid shape. I could see arms. Well, the shape of arms moving around uh, like it was gesturing. I could see a, a shape of a head, and there was usually two or three um, varying sizes. And one was so tall, my window, um, the t the top of the window that faces the woods, um, was at ten and a half feet. And this one particular shadow creature whatever um would reach the top and it i could i could make out the whole body shape in my room and at the top where you would imagine eyes would be there was two balls of light and still at this time it's not sinking in with me because it doesn't till we get further into the story um i'm i'm just seeing these two balls of light where eyes would be on um, a creature or a person and they're um, they're reflecting into uh, it's hard for me to explain this they were emanating light and the light would change in the beginning the light was blue and so let's just say for the sake of explaining the eyes were blue so the next day, I, after I figured this out, that, hey, these two lights on each of these figures seems to be eyes. I started searching, you know, for reports of blue eyes, anything. I, I could not find anything. This was back in 2016. Um, I couldn't find anything. Um, I had read some stories about Bigfoot, eye shine, um, but that at that time was a while. <laughs> that was a kooky idea it wasn't widely accepted yeah. and um this was not you know this couldn't be a bigfoot because i wasn't having other strange things happen but that so that was the first search that i did on the eyes um time goes on and the animals do start to come back to the feeders and so now i had a new project it, I would I would be researching, you know, the things that were going on. And I didn't, um, I would be sitting outside on my little porch while I was watching the animals. 
And I would hear all kinds of things in the woods, twigs snapping. And um, it sounded like things being thrown and, but no, no strange, um, you know, no, nothing other than those first couple growls. That's all I heard. Um, I never heard any like tree knocking or any strange thing like that. Um, my daughter, we, I have shared custody of her and she would be at her dad's thumb. Um, we like to do slumber parties in the living room. We would put the, the couch, the fold out couch out and we'd watch movies. And so one night we were watching a movie and my little daughter at the time, let's see, she would have been, um, about eight, I believe eight years old. She looked at me, and we'd have all the lights out except the TV, and in the living room, there are wood slat blinds. She looked at me, and she said, Mommy, what is, the, what is that light out there that's moving? And I was like, oh, no, well, there's no way that she could have seen this. This is a different type of blinds, and up until that time, I had not noticed any the strange light outside any other room but my bedroom, which is another reason <laughs> I was thinking maybe the room was possessed. Uh, but that that particular evening, I saw what she was looking at, and I, I, you know, crept up to the blinds, and I got down, and I looked through the hole, just like you would imagine somebody that was crazy would do. And I'm thinking, you know, from the living room, there is miles of field, farm field. And beyond that, there are lights from the town. And often from our living room, you can see there are cell phone towers. There are neighbors way out, you know, miles away that you can see the lights from our living room. And that's originally what I had thought it was. Um, that is not what it was. Um, and I, I feel comfortable now sharing this because I've heard it before. Um, I'm looking through this blind and, and if anyone would wanted to know why I didn't yank the blind up, um, the fear that this, these experiences had been causing me was overwhelming. I can't even tell you, I felt like a child that was afraid of a monster under the bed. I mean, the, the balls that it took to try and get myself to open these blinds, to open the doors, to face my fear. It was the most overwhelming fear I've ever felt in my life of something that, you know, wasn't even there. You know, at the time there was nothing there. It was like the proverbial being able to face your demons. It was terrifying. So, you know, that is the reason I didn't yank the blinds up. And I was scared, you know, as a grown adult, and this is my child looking up to me. I was terrified because I had already been seeing these lights in my room and these shadows for weeks. Um, so, and I'm not going to lie, it gave me a little bit of comfort that, you know, because the first thing I'm thinking is if somebody else can see these, that means I'm not nuts. Right. <laughs> and that's horrible, but it is. When you think about proving something, you need evidence. And you can't get evidence of shadows walking outside your room. It's not. It's not possible. You need evidence. And if you're going to go with it, you have to prove that this is really happening. So um, I, I crawled down off the sofa bed and I and I got up next to the window and looked out and we had our outside light off. And I'm looking around for whatever I'd seen and I don't see it at my eye level. And I look up 
And I just like what I saw, I sank back onto the floor and my daughter, we'll just call her G. She said, mommy, mommy, what is it? What do you see? And I remember saying to her, honey, I just saw something that is not possible. And she said, what does that mean? You know, being young, she had no idea. What is it? What is it? Uh, now I, I feel comfortable saying it. Uh, I didn't, it didn't make sense at the time, but I didn't see anything at eye level because this thing was a ball. We have a small tree in the front yard, just one tree, because years ago, um, a storm had knocked down the giant oak tree we had in the front yard. So mom had planted a new one. And by that time, it was, it was probably about 14 feet tall, very skinny though, not the limb, the limbs weren't out on it yet. Um, too much. I know that sounds not very descriptive, but I'm not, I'm not an arborist. I don't know about trees. Um, so I, I look up and when I hooked up, there was a ball of light and it, I guess like people would say an orb, but not an orb. Um, I'm going to do the best I can with the description. Um, it wasn't an orb because it was, it had a yellowish orange kind of, I would, I could imagine that I could have stuck my hand out and held this in my hand. It wasn't big, um, bigger than a softball. And it was floating in a straight line across the yard. So, I mean, I probably watched it go two feet from this tree. It, so let's say the tree's 14 feet tall this ball of light was about two feet shorter than that and it was going in a straight line and i was watching it. and you can imagine like the fear in my heart that something is suspended in air and i liken it to like i, I mean i i had said when i told this to people that it was like a, a magic a magic ball, I guess, in Disney movies. That's not a good description, but um, <laughs> it was it was emanating a type of light, and it was just hanging there, going from left to right. And like I should have, I should have stayed looking at it to see what it, it did. But I, I like I said, I sank back on my haunches, and I just looked at her, and she's like, "Mommy, what did you see?" And I was like, "I just saw something that is impossible. That's not possible." And obviously. You know, that was not, I, I don't want to say I was a closed-minded person, um, but, or, or in the same token, I'm, I'm not a super scientific person that everything needs to have a scientific explanation. But to me, that was not in my realm of um, possibility. So, you know, I tried to block that out. I didn't look back out and see if it was still there because I was just stunned. We laid back and she continues watching her movie. And she when the movie's over we, over we turn the tv off and she's still not asleep and we're laying there and she said mommy look the light's back and we look outside and around that part of the house where the living room is there is a brick sidewalk and um i the only way i can describe this is we could see again these two balls of light that I, I will call eyes moving uh with a, a figure you could see the figure through the wood slat lines it was giving off some sort of light 
And when it got over to the front door, this is this is kind of where it comes in. The picture comes into, or the video that I had sent you. Um, it it would like look in the the light would get down right next to the front door, and you could see the light coming through the slats in the front door. And it still it just it wasn't. She she was seeing this, and she was like, "Mommy, I can't go to sleep in here. It, it's scaring me because." This continued, and the only thing that I, I can say at this time, at this point in the story, is that it would be like if a, a ghost had on some sort of light-up goggles and was walking back and forth down the sidewalk, which goes in front of all the windows in the living room, all the windows in the dining room, and to the front door. And it just did that for hours. It, it literally was as tall as a person, and you could see where the eyes were. and and it, it would just keep doing that. Um, and so that is how, that's what got my daughter scared because, and, and I'm not going to lie, this seems, you know, a little harsh. She's a child, yes, but I had never mentioned any of these things to her before. So it did make me feel good because, you know, I'd started, I'd been starting to pray again. And, you know, I knew from my upbringing that if this was something that, some sort of affliction I was having, that getting back into a relationship with God would would cure this, and that perhaps I was having a break with reality. And um, so I had really started working on myself, but the things continued. And I remember praying to God, like, please, Lord, take this affliction away. Whatever I've done, if there's evil entering my life, please just make it go away. Um, and it didn't. And I didn't doubt God any less, but I think it, it reaffirmed to me that this wasn't a hallucination that I was having. Um, so again, I'm continuing to search for answers. The, these things go, go on for months. My daughter would not sleep without me. She would not sleep in the living room. Um, and it, it, it only escalated. Um, I decided that I needed to get evidence. I needed to get evidence. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed a part. Um, well, this kind of goes along with it. Just like I had previously said, if something like this is happening to you, the only way people are going to believe you is you, if you have evidence and not evidence where you have to draw the lines together and, um, you know, change the lighting and use Photoshop to point out what you're looking at. I needed something solid to explain to people what was actually happening. So I started walking around the property looking for things that might fit into what I was experiencing. And it was so tough because I felt like what I was experiencing mostly wasn't tangible. I wasn't, it wasn't what I would consider a physical being at the time. And it wasn't checking any boxes of anything that I could find. Um, so I did, um, I did end up after one of these nights of being up, you know, looking out, I, I, I found what I would consider footprints, but they were not good footprints. To me, they looked, I could definitely identify that they were footprints, but they were in mulch and they were large, not, not what a human footprint would be. And I remember you sending uh, me those, you sent me pictures I of might those. Have, and you know what, Tony, looking back on that, that's humiliating too, because 
They uh, <laughs> don't worry about you it. You know, I had gotten some wire out of a shed and tried to make what I was seeing. And I looked yeah. at it again and I was like, what are you doing, Mandy? No, people are going to look at this and think you have lot. You are just just sign you up for for the Looney convention. <laughs> well, and look, so I was I'll like, tell you what I'll tell you what I mean, <laughs> it's the impossible makes you do impossible things things that you never it, thought you would do you wind it up does, doing it does but you know what at some point like i kept thinking well are you grasping are you grasping just to try and and put uh you know uh, a diagnosis on your psychiatric condition that's that's kind of what it got to be so um uh, so to go along, I, and you know, I kept trying to get videos, but when you are in a dark room and the lights are outside and to explain this eye shine, um, and it wasn't always the same, it started out blue and that's what I was looking for. Blue, um, eye shine. And it, you know, there's been back and forth about this, but what I personally was seeing was an inside light source and i think that's been the back and forth question and when i was trying to get help with this no one took me seriously because it was dark there was no lights on and you could clearly see blue which means that this blue was coming from inside the the entity whatever it happened to be it wasn't reflecting off of anything you know and and again this is just a piece of the puzzle that ended up making sense um later so uh it's we started seeing lights in the woods after that um and not just the orb type of lights but um the eyes the eyes in what you would consider a normal eye shine video so when i would be sitting outside or we we would have family over for a campfire and they all thought i was nuts you know but they would see these lights you know and two you know at very large circle what what would be eyes i mean of course they were set a little bit further apart than what would be a human and higher up um but again nothing physical nothing tangible i did take many videos of these i remember one night coming home from shopping with my daughter and we get up we didn't even get out of the car we undid our seatbelts and i had parked the car so that it was facing a grove of pine trees at the end of the yard and my daughter looks out the the windshield and says mommy look they're down there and i and this was the first time that I had seen them in this particular grove of trees. So I jumped out and I get my camera and I start recording and I'm thinking in my head, you know, of all the ways to debunk this. Um, and, you know, what all light sources are behind this grove of trees that could be shining through. But again, I've lived there my whole life. I know what porch lights are where. And it was like the, there was a very high set of eyes and then one that would be about halfway further down. And they, I recorded, and I wish I could find these. I recorded this for like an hour, two hours, because I, you know, just having everything is something. So, but again, the eyes, I still wasn't seeing anything physical. Um, so let's, let's just fast forward. Um, yeah, the oh, okay. So the game cams. Um, I knew that having, you know, when I originally put up the first game cam, it was just to catch the deer. I after this started happening, I put up another one 
and didn't realize, you know, that depending on what this was, <laughs> game cam might be pointless. But I thought, you know, we'll give it a shot. Um, my one game cam ended up being ripped off the tree that it was, well, I say ripped, I'm assuming. Um, it was taken off the tree and the, the front of it was cracked completely. Like I would imagine if there was a stone uh, rock uh, dropped on it, but I still was able to retrieve the card inside and the four pictures that were, I guess, the last pictures on it are nothing but hair. I've looked at them over and over, and it was at dark. Uh, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's just hair. You can't really see anything, and obviously nothing that I would, you know, would be good for anything. Um, the second game cam never picked up anything either, and it ended up disappearing. One day, I went out to get the SD card out, and it was gone. <clears throat> it was completely gone. Um, probably about a week after that, the fields that I mentioned that you can see from the living room, there is a farm house and a farm down there that the people don't live in year-round, but they rent out the farm property, the fields, to people. And um, the people that rent it out, they will hunt down there. And these folks came up. Um, I happened to be home. My mom wasn't. And they started talking about, you know, the property and if we had seen anyone around. And I said, no, you know, it's a very, very long farm. Well, it's about a mile, mile farm lane and it's secluded there. No one, I've never seen anyone, no high school kids, um, anyone doing anything mischievous back that way, because really no one knows it's back there. But they started asking around and said that they'd had some um, some damage to the property. And, you know, at the time, I really wasn't thinking anything of it. And um, we were talking about hunting and whatnot. And um, they said that they haven't been getting, they weren't getting good pictures of anything, any deer at all on their game cam. And I kind of said, well, yeah, the, the uh, wildlife seems to be disappearing. And then it was a father and son. And the father looks at me. It kind of made me uncomfortable at the time because I thought he was accusing me, but he said, well, we had one of our very expensive game cameras completely destroyed. And I, I, you know, was inquired after it. What do you, what do you mean? And, um, apparently they had it placed on a tree that was kind of near the creek um, and faced a large open field and they said that it had been it was off the tree and it was laying on the ground right next to the creek where if the waters would have risen a little bit it would have rushed washed it right down and it was completely smashed into smithereens and I mean, I don't know these folks well, but I mean, I did kind of feel like he was being a I don't know. Maybe he thought I was lying about not knowing if there was anyone down there. But that was just a little piece of information that I stored in my head. I told him I'd keep an eye out and didn't think anything of it at the time. Um, so, again, with the evidence, um, I had a friend. I, I need, you know, my eight-year-old daughter doesn't really count. I needed someone else that was an adult and of sound mind to come to the home and experience a night and see what it was like. 
And of course I gave them a little synopsis. They thought I was nuts, but they was like, they said, sure, we, I'd be happy to come. So my girlfriend, she said she'd come and spend the night. Um, so it was just me and her. And we were watching some movies. I, you know, I didn't want to influence her too much with what, uh, I also didn't want to lose my friendship by telling her exactly how bad it had been. Um, so she came over and I decided to turn the lights out in the living room and immediately, actually, I believe that was the night that I filmed that video for you. Um, immediately, immediately, as soon as we turned the lights out, it started. And I was quick to point out to her, well, I was quick to point out to her, now see, do you see the lights are moving? This is not a stationary light. And also, you know, when the wind blows, if there's limbs in your field of vision, you know, outside, that can make it look like the light is moving. You know, the wind's blowing the limb back and forth over a light source. It could make it seem like the light is moving. And I, you know, I explained that to her and that you know, petrified Mandy, her. Can, I'm sorry. I just, no, no, don't be sorry. I'm interrupting you because... Uh, you saying what you just said about the tree limbs is something that I tried explaining to people for years now. And there are <laughs> certain people that just don't understand the fact that when the wind blows, there are tree limbs that literally move between yes. your line of sight and the light source, making it look like there's something blinking yes. at you. I can't tell you how many times I've tried explaining this to people. And, <laughs> and, and there are people that are just adamant. No, they're, I'm just like, you, you might be right, but I'm telling you, this is a very likely a possibility. Right. Go ahead. It, I just wanted it goes, to... No, it goes with good debunking. I mean, if you're going to present something as evidence, you have to look at all possibilities. I mean, and this had gotten so severe. I was outside making notes of where every light every natural light source, every person's porch light, every cellular tower, anything that you can see through my woods, because you can't present it as valid if there's a way that it, and with the woods, that's something that is tricky because if it's not a large body of, of wood, wooded area, and there are lights from, you know, way beyond the wind. All the wind has to do is go a little bit and you'll think that something jumped or, you know, it's, you know, an owl. An owl. I mean, you have yeah. to look at every possibility. And so that's what I wanted to make sure that she was understanding is that this is not, yes, we can see lights from outside, but this is something that is moving. And she was she was panicked at that moment. Um, she was like, I don't want to stay here. I'm ready to go. I said, it's only nine o'clock, but you still have the whole night. Like I needed her to be able to see everything, but just that, I think she really had thought that I was crazy, but seeing this figure move down the sidewalk to other windows, it was, it was scary for her. Um, so the night goes on, she just insisted on sitting right at the couch, but for some reason, and I've tried to remember why this was, I can't remember. She needed to go down in the laundry room and the laundry room faces the woods and there's one door on it that has a, a large window. Um, I can't think of the name of the door, but it's just a door that has a window from floor to ceiling in it and there was no curtain on it. And it always creeped me out the most because Literally anything could be looking at you through that window in the dark, straight from the woods, and you would never even know. And I always told my mother, you need to put a curtain on this, this door, which she has now. But um, 
she went down the laundry room for some reason i think she must have had something in the dryer maybe and i was in the other side of the house and i it wasn't two minutes till she went down there and we heard this blood curdling i can't describe it other than um it was it was an animal's noise like something being slaughtered that's what it, and it was so loud tony it sounded like it was on top of the roof and she screamed at as loud as she could and she came running and she said did you hear that did you hear that i said yes i heard it what was it and she said Mandy, it was right outside the door it was right outside the laundry room door obviously we're looking there's something outside the laundry room and that is the first kind of, you know, kind of strange other than the growling, which I wouldn't put outside the realm of typical wildlife. Um, that was like something, this is creepy. And I also felt like, why tonight? Why has this ever happened with me, just me, but it's happened with, um, my friend here visiting and I thought, well, maybe they don't like her. Um, but so that again, I shouldn't laugh at my friend's misfortune, but I was like, yes, I'm not crazy. I'm not about to be possessed. I'm not having some sort of affliction. This is really happening. Um, so let's see. Um, so let's get to the point, um, about getting to the late 2016, this had been going on for a while and I really had just accepted um that this was this was just going to keep happening and um I was in a bad state because I couldn't understand it I was I had reached out to people but again at the time the things were so strange it didn't it didn't make sense to anyone and it didn't make sense to me and I was questioning myself why do you know how many nights like and I would honestly like to be honest I I would get up next to my window in my room and just talk to whatever this was out there and say I don't understand like am I doing something wrong are you here from another planet why um these figures moved with conscious uh conscience they they moved like a living being this was not a ghost and I also don't want to say that I don't believe in, or I didn't believe in ghosts. I'm a Christian. I believe that, well, I thought I believed that when you die, um, there's no in-between. You're not hanging out because you didn't get another one of your favorite cheeseburgers. Like, you're waiting for God to, for Jesus to come back and, and raise everyone from the dead. There's no in-between. Um, and that's just my personal belief as far as aliens i don't i don't know at the time i didn't i didn't i thought it was a crazy but you know this was starting to open my eyes that obviously this is happening to me for a reason and it's not a demonic affliction and this house isn't haunted nothing and i struggled a lot because it wasn't a typical area that anything had happened before or i had never experienced anything that i thought of and i kept it was horrible. I'll just say it like that. I was really struggling. So it came to a head. One night I was like, I've got to figure this out. I've got to figure out what is doing this. Um, I, I mustered up all the courage that I could. And um, when the shadows started to do what they would do, walking back and forth in front of the windows, sometimes one, sometimes two, three, it was really hard to tell, but they were of different heights. and. 
I would see outside my window the arms moving all around and the heads moving. And it would seem like they were gesturing or speaking, but you could not hear a sound. You couldn't hear a single thing outside. I even tried cracking my window a teeny tiny little bit so I could hear something when I went to sleep and I wouldn't hear anything. So this particular night, I'm like, I'm going to catch them. You know, I don't know what I thought I was going to do, but it took all the courage in my body to be like, you know, this has to end right now. So when they started moving um, around uh, again, and I, I saw, I crept up to my window, the closest one to me. And I said, you know, on the count of three, I'm just going to yank this up. And I had I had attempted this before, but I wouldn't yank up the blind the whole way because I was so petrified of what I was going to see. You know, I do believe that there was one or two times I did and there would be nothing there. There would be nothing there. Um, you know, and also I should say that that car reflection or the car headlights that I spoke about earlier, when the shadows would be outside the windows moving, initially the very first time I thought, well, great, the next time a car comes, it will illuminate my window and I'll be able to see who is standing outside my window. Nothing, nothing. But when it would shine on my window, there would be nothing there. And, you know, it wasn't making sense until this moment. So I get to the window, I put my hand on the cord, and I just say, you know, on the count of three, I waited until one was in front of my window. And I just, I went one, two, three, and I just yanked the cord up as, as fast as I could. And I saw it for the first time. And please bear with me while I explain. Um, the fear that I, I felt was like crippling at that moment. I had no idea what I was about to see. I really, a part of me thought I wasn't going to see anything. But when I yanked up that blind, I saw the figure. But the figure was see-through. It was, it was about halfway up my window above my window sill um the measurement on my window sill is a little over uh is about five feet so this figure came up about six feet tall from the ground um and i understand more now having a better understanding and things gone on but at the time imagine what it was a blob it was a clear blob with a very definite outline um it seemed jagged and i've told tony that to me it it looked like hair there and I, the eyes so this is the moment that this crazy story makes sense that i was right that blue was the eyes and i let me how can i explain this so it was like i could see this creature's eyeballs um, and they were emanating this bright blue light. <laughs> they were giving off this bright blue light, and I could see the darks of the eyes, no white, but I could not, um, I could see the arm, The its arm was raised up against my window, um, like leaning on the, the house, because I couldn't actually see the hand, so let me put it like this. The, the right hand was leaning up against the house. I assume the, the left arm was down at its waist. It didn't take up the whole window, but it was not a humanoid. 
shape. So what I'm saying is like, um, it wouldn't be like you took a person that was invisible and put them outside. It was a large creature um, that I assumed to have hair. And I could see the eyes, but I could not make out the rest of the shape of other than, you know, it's mass. Um, and you could see there's a giant oak tree right behind my window. And you could see the oak tree through the object. Um, and uh, I'm trying, I've been trying to think of other ways. I mean, everyone says this is like, they call it the predator. Um, the, yeah, the, like the yeah. predator maybe. But to me, I was thinking like, you know, when you see movies, and they're in a desert and there's an oasis. Um, the, the distortion around the oasis, this is what that looked like. So it was like kind of jiggling, not jiggling, like jello. Does this make sense? No, it absolutely does make sense. I, I, I'm following you. Keep going. <laughs> um, I, I think you're doing fine. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and it was looking at me and even though I felt like tremendous fear, I, it was like a moment. It, I, I felt this like calm that whatever this is, I, I'm finally seeing it and it's seeing me. This isn't, you know, I can't say what it, what it was. I mean, I have ideas at this time what it is, but at that time, I, um, I still didn't know, but I just knew one thing for certain is that this was not a demon. Um, I wasn't be about to be abducted and probed or anything like that. It, it had conscious, like it saw me. And this moment, I can't tell you how long it went on, probably only like five or six seconds. And I could see that a, a car was coming down the road and, um, I was thinking that the next thought was, well, that's great because as soon as the car gets to a certain point, it will illuminate up to the house and I will be able to see more of this figure because I don't think it had set in with me um, that I, I could see through it. I just thought that if the light showed more on it, that I could actually see it. Looking back now, <clears throat> I think that this, um, it was kind of going in and this sounds so nuts. Um, I, I feel like it wasn't in. If I were to imagine that these creatures can go in and out of their, in and out of invisibility, I guess they call it the cloak. If they could go in and out of this cloaking thing, I pictured that this thing was semi in it because I, even though I couldn't see anything, but the eyes, the eyes were like magnetic. I mean, it's like it was searching through my soul and that sounds crazy also but um as soon as the the car's light showed got to the point where it was showing it was gone there was just nothing and i'm just looking out the window and there's nothing there there's no ripple there's no distortion um in the window there was a little bit of like the window seemed to be a little bit uh, wet on the outside, like moisture or something like that, but it was gone. And I'm, <laughs> I was just in shock. I didn't know what to do. Like, I thought, well, do I close the blind? Like, is it going to come back? Is that it? Why did it let me see it now? 
you know, it all just didn't make any sense to me. But I felt this relief that I finally knew what it was. And um, so after that, I did I did some searching and I couldn't find anything that was similar to that at the time that had happened that was the same. But it gave me so much solace knowing like that I finally knew what these things were. And it started to make sense in my head. Can I ask you a question is, real quick? Yeah. I hate the fact that I just interrupted you. Please remember no, where you were going. Uh, but you, you, you keep saying that you finally knew what it was. At that point in time, what were you thinking it was? No, I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't mean that I knew what it was. I meant that I knew that it was a, a thing, like that it wasn't a shadow person. I got you. Okay. You see what I mean? Like, no, so I didn't really know what it was. Not like it spoke to me and told me, but I meant that it was a, I don't know, like that it wasn't, um, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Like it wasn't just a shadow anymore. It was an actual thing. Sure. Um, and so I think that that gave me some solace but there still was so many unanswered questions like that didn't nothing things didn't make sense and it was shocking like i was i think i was even more messed up after that happened because it was so outside my realm of like what what is feasible um and i think i probably had formed some ideas in my head of what what i would see if that moment ever came and I mean, it, it didn't, um, that those opinions weren't what I was thinking. I mean, um, so the time that that happened, that was when I actually got to realize what it was and everything started to fall into place. You know, every time I would be sitting out there outside and feeling like I was wa being watched and like knew that I was being watched, but I didn't see anything. You know, and you can't grasp that straw for something that isn't there. If you're, if there's not something there, you know, I would see these, I would see giant limbs shake, but there was no wind and nothing moving and um, nothing tangible. And, um, you know, the, those, I couldn't get footprints and, uh, but the, the shadows definitely were real. Um, so basically throughout the rest of 2016, these things just continued to happen. And I, I guess, you know, um, it got to be too much. I, I couldn't, um, it was time for me to move on. And I decided that I just couldn't live there anymore and deal with this. So I ended up moving. Um, I ended up moving into my own home, my daughter and I. And um, for a long time, I didn't go back to visit my mom. Um, I just couldn't, I couldn't face it. But it did come to a point that I couldn't put it off any longer. I'd say it was about maybe six months, eight months into 2017. And to be honest, I had to go back because I needed to know um, if I, if it had just been the time that I was struggling in and if I imagined all of it. So the first time I went back, I was very wary. Um, I, I think I actually stayed with her about two weeks this first time that I went back. Um, and the very first night, the very first night that I was there, 
they were outside my window. And um, I, I don't know how I felt. Like, I, I felt like, again, you feel comfort that you're not losing your mind. But it makes me wonder, what did I do or what happened to bring these creatures to this place um, or whatever, you know? Um, and again, you know, when we go, when we talk about Bigfoot, there wasn't a, a lot of the things that go along with Bigfoot. And, uh, you know, since I, I think at that time I had been thinking that the, they really were, they were Bigfoot, but I don't know if I thought that they could, they must've been able to, because that's what I, I'll just say that now I'm, I'm rambling. But when I looked at the creature in outside, I felt that that was a Bigfoot. But in my mind, it's not what I had been picturing, you know, because you picture a Bigfoot, but that's not how it comes out. It's not how it appeared to me, if that makes sense. Um, And I think that's kind of what I had been thinking that they were. Um, During the time that I stayed with my mom uh, over that two weeks, um, the very, the only, the the next sound that I got was owls we started having these strange owl calls and i actually have some recordings of those as well which you know that that's a disputed um a disputed thing whether or not these things mimic but we had not had of course we have owls but we'd never had them that close before and i would sit outside and um be talking on the phone or whatever and these owl well if it was an owl, um, they would call back and forth from right at the edge of the forest. That would, there would be one on one side of the woods and one on the other going back and forth. Um, and I actually was able to record that. And it, it was really strange. I mean, hearing something that I hadn't heard before, but again, you know, no st- stick structures, no, nothing like that. Um, I just kept waiting for a day when something would actually appear to me as, as a Bigfoot, what I had thought, and that never happened. So as far as my puzzle goes, um, these things have continued to visit my mom's. I, I go and visit every few months and they are still there. I, um, if, if I ever, I, I have not seen one again like that before um like i did the for the the one that i just explained outside my window they don't appear like that um to me and i don't know i guess i just wanted to get the story out because there's so many missing pieces um i feel like with with the situation i mean and it's left me feeling kind of hollow because while i have comfort knowing that i didn't I'm within my full mental faculties and, you know, I've never had anything like this happen at any other place I live. I don't see things on the daily. I don't live a life of paranormal experiences. Um, so I guess that's my question. And also, um, you know, for other people being able to see it, um, I took my, my then boyfriend to visit my mother in 2018. And I told him a little bit of what had happened, but you know, when you're seeing someone, you don't want to scare them too much and sounds crazy. Um, 
And he actually had his own experiences during that time. We stayed for three days. I believe it was over a holiday. And we were sitting outside on the porch evening, not late evening, maybe like 10 o'clock or so. And um, I had gone inside to get something, I think coffee or something. And he came running inside and said, I just heard this terrible he said like a uh, growling noise he said and it shook the porch and he said do you have bears i mean he's kind of a city more of a city person and i just kind of laughed because i haven't i haven't heard a noise that that had he said it had such deep bass that shook your porch and i hadn't heard anything like that and he stayed up very late that night i went to bed and in the morning he said there he said the woods is haunted your mom's woods is haunted he said there was all these lights going through he said and i felt like there was a ghost in the woods that's another thing um that beside the balls of light and the eyes at times there would be it would look like there was something illuminated, like a figure illuminated in the woods, giving off its own light source. And I have considered the fact that perhaps since these eyes that I've seen are so bright, um, that they, they perhaps can illuminate its entire body as it walks through the woods. But I can't say for certain because I haven't, um, you know, I haven't seen that up close and been able to um say for certain the eyes are connected to this creature's body um so i'm trying to think if i missed anything else um i know it kept me from saying anything for many years but i think more recently i've heard more reports like this um but the biggest thing with me is that this was not a humanoid it was not a figure in the shape of a human. This is very definitely what I would call the shape of a Bigfoot if I were to see one in its flesh. And and plus the outline of it was like hair. I can't explain it. Um, many stories I've read, the outline was very smooth. That was not how this was. And again, you know, there was no secret connection when I looked into its eyes there was no hidden undertones or meaning or telekinesis or telepathic anything it wasn't telling me anything and i didn't have any feelings of like it's not going to hurt me or i just want to know why i want to know how how <laughs> this even happens and you know how did it my thought initially was you know when you read reports well bigfoots are um, attracted to deer feeders, and perhaps I had attracted this animal or a Bigfoot's when I that, and perhaps that's why they followed a, a deer back. And, um, but that's again, it's not, it's not in the flesh. So I, you know, yeah. I, I just don't understand. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, how can it come out of nowhere? And, you know, and even, even the deer feeder thing, like, I, I don't ever get that because, uh, <laughs> the idea of a superior apex predator, like a Bigfoot that could take any kind of food it wanted anywhere, anytime would be, right. would be attracted to deer feeders under the principle of it being free food. 
Like everything's free food for a Bigfoot. It's a freaking Bigfoot. You know what I mean? I I agree. And I think I had mentioned to you that my mother is a cat person and she has several indoor outdoor cats. And over the the period of two years, so even after I had moved out, um, two of the cats had disappeared. But I don't group that into a category of well, that's definitely, you know, the cats disappeared. So we got to chalk it up to this. I mean, cats that are indoor, outdoor cats, it's, it's the wildlife. I mean, and that's why, you know, I don't try to assume that some of these things are what they're not. I can say how I feel and what I experienced. And, you know, I, it just doesn't fit into all the categories and I can't check the boxes. It's just unexplained. Um, well, th- here comes the part of the show where I tell you what you saw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that easy. Let, I let, really do. let me pretend to be an expert and tell you all about Bigfoot. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and what they do and don't do. And, you, you know, I, in, in doing research, you know, you try and make sense of it. Mostly, you know, once you get past the part that you're not the only one you try and make sense of where your category fits. And I think, um, I just don't know what category it fits. I don't feel like this was secret military technology that was in my woods. I don't feel like it was an undercover operation. I do feel like this being, um, there's a reason that all these things went on and I never, and I didn't see anything. And like, it makes sense looking back on it now, you know, how you could think you are crazy by seeing shadow people walk around. But again, I go back to the eyes, you know, this was way before that was accepted. And I think I told you, I did speak with a couple people that I, I definitely did not get an email back. And I definitely got hung up on when I started (laughs) talking about the eyes. But I mean, it was um, once in, I became, I started to have an infatuation with catching me because the house is a ranch style and uh, it has a wing that branches that comes out where you can see the outside of my bedroom window. So I thought, well, I am going to catch this thing outside the windows and outside my bedroom windows, I'm going to flick the light on that goes to that out outside and I'm going to catch it. And I would never catch anything. But do you know how many times like in the pine trees right behind that, I would see the bright blue eyes and my mother even saw it. And she was like, I can't even remember what she said. It was something so crazy. I was like, mother, look at those. Those are two blue eyes. And it was so quick. I remember thinking like, how can this thing disappear so quickly when I'm seeing it and I rush around to put the lights on and it's moved back like a hundred feet. I know it sounds insane but when you go through and and deselect all of the the things that um you you can uh count as debuff you know it's just you know what i'm trying to say it's it's awkward it's flustering oh yeah absolutely uh let me ask you you said that this happened in franklin county right yes Franklin County run, I think 30 runs right through Franklin, right? 
Correct. Yes. 30. And you know, if you, I know you drive trucks. So like if you 30 goes Gettysburg to Chambersburg, and if you would continue going right. down 30, if you would eventually get through. And that's another thing is when I first started reaching out to people, um, they want to know where you live and then they'll Google map it and see if there's enough forest around to sustain something. I don't know what it is they're looking for. Well, um, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's it. No, they all right. So what they're looking for is is that, you know, they're looking to see the environment because they want to see, you know, are you really close to towns? Is it really truly possible that you're seeing a Bigfoot, you know, all this other stuff? Right. Um I, I wanna add a, I wanna ask you, um, and I have a reason for asking these things. Um, how far is this location from a show state forest? It is about twelve miles, maybe. Okay. And yes. as far as the location goes, um, let me think here. I'm trying to think of what's in that area. Uh, let's go with Gettysburg heading west on 30 towards Michaud State Forest. Are we talking about this location be- be- being between Michaud State Forest and Gettysburg? No. Um, Michaud State Forest has, have you ever heard of Callens Gap State Park? Yeah. I, I, that location is about eight miles from Callens Gap State Park. So the location that this stuff happened? Yes. Okay. Uh, let me ask you another question. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm trying to ask questions around what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know where Fairfield is? Yes. How far time-wise are, is a drive from Fairfield to the location that this stuff was happening? It would be, it kind of would be a hike because you're talking about, we're talking about Fairfield, PA, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm thinking Fairfield should be probably south of, you know, uh, yeah, Franklin. Right? Um, okay. So from there to Fairfield would be 33 miles. All right. Cool. Uh, so I'm thinking there's something interesting and I'm not saying it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's uh, anything other than just a, a theory and suspicion that I have of a certain location in Pennsylvania. Right. And uh, Franklin County, it's a pretty big area. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure Franklin County is on the west side of Michaud State Forest. And I was thinking it was on the east side. Yeah, it's very, this particular place is very close to Maryland. It's only about nine miles from the Maryland state line. Okay. So. Uh, (laughs) So on the other side of Michaud State Forest in Fairfield, there is a underground facility, military facility called Raven's Rock. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. No, I'm familiar with underground facilities, but not that particular one. It's called Raven Rock Mountain Complex, and uh, it's a U.S. military installation and I have a lot of suspicions about this facility and what it does and what it is. Mm -hmm. You can look it up on Google Maps and you see the tunnels that go into the earth and that's all you see. Mm -hmm. Um, What what is it called again? Raven Rock Mountain Complex. And um, 
I think because I've heard that there are more than one uh, underground military base in Pennsylvania. I yes. think Raven Rock is definitely one of them. And uh, I always question what they're doing in there. And, you know, you hear stories of people talking about what goes on in these underground military bases. And uh, you mentioned about how you, you, you weren't sure or you didn't think that it was uh, anything to do with the military or government. <laughs> Well, I'm not an expert. Well, me neither. <laughs> I'm just saying, based off of my suspicions surrounding Raven Rock, um, if you want, go ahead on Google Maps, look up Raven Rock uh, Mountain Complex, and you tell me how far it is from that location where you were seeing things. Let me look it up. Yeah. Also, while I'm doing that real quickly, I mean, um, I, you know, I'm very, I don't post on like, um, blogs or anything like that but in looking for others that might have a similar um experience near me i did find a man that literally not even four to six miles from where i am he's had two experiences of what see i i won't come out and say 100 percent. i know it's a big foot because i can't say that but he's positive that he he saw one of these predator like creatures and he also had an experience where he said that he heard all this noise and it approaching him and him and his friend while they were fishing on the creek that runs by my house and that they it splashed out in front of them it was dark and they were preparing to see this giant thing and there's nothing there he said that it made such a racket was ripping down all these trees and there's no way it could have been anything else and they were petrified out of their minds and then all the, it's it steps into the clearing they hear the the footsteps and it steps into where they should be able to see it and it's not there. And, you know, he, he's, I think, just starting out his, you know, investigating a little bit. But that's the, that's the closest thing that I've heard that also isn't, um, you know, a face-to-face -face encounter. And he was very sure of it. And I looked it up on the, um, uh, and it's so close to me. I mean, it kind of, again, gives you validity for what you're experiencing um so this is raven rock this is in pennsylvania why can i not oh is it raven rock mountain raven rock mountain complex it's in fairfield south of gettysburg probably southwest of gettysburg while you're looking that up i will say that um there is somebody else out there that has had a similar experience to what you have experienced and it's an interesting thing because they caught it on video and there, really? yeah, there is a, a woman named Barbara Shoup, and <gasps> she, uh, back in, I believe it was 2014 was out doing her Bigfooting, you know, the researching stuff with her yes. dog. I think, I think their channel is called like Barb and Gabby or something like that. I think I've heard of Barb and Gabby. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, Gabby has since passed away as a dog, but, um, so it's actually a real legitimate video. Oh yeah. I'll send it to you. Um, okay. this, this is, this video is one of the biggest things that shaped my mind around the idea that Bigfoot, uh, or these, whatever they are, uh, could be more than just a physical creature. Um, right. and so, uh, there's another woman named Claudia Ackley who, um, 
she actually was in the news, I think it was last year in California. She was trying to sue the state of California for her experience with Bigfoot and them trying to keep it secret and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. She was she was there when they filmed this, this, what we call a cloaking Bigfoot, and she saw it with her own eyes. She's the only one who saw wow. it with her own eyes. But what she saw with her own eyes was a hairy black creature. Yes. But on, wow. on video, they filmed it on video by accident. They didn't realize they were filming anything because you couldn't see it on video. Right. On video, you see a cloaked looking see-through, but you can see the outline of a creature moving, dropping down out of a tree. And so it wasn't oh, until okay. they got back to base camp and they were comparing notes and they actually, uh, on the way back to base camp, they're talking about it. And cause nobody saw it except for Claudia. And she's like, I saw this thing. It was black. It was hairy. And so they get back to base camp and they look at the footage and where she saw this Bigfoot type creature on video, it was cloaked and you could see the outline of it and you could see it dropping out of a tree, but you couldn't see what she saw with her naked eye. Which tells you they know how to they they have this supernatural ability to manipulate technology, which explains a lot when it comes to people's experiences trying to catch it on footage. Okay, so are you you're not still recording, right? Oh no, I'm still recording. This is still the interview. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I mean. I have something that I want. But I, I, okay. We can, so, okay. We can, just, listen, listen, we can save it for after the interview if you don't feel comfortable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I, let, let me, yeah. let me ask you uh, some oh, questions. It's though. 29 miles. It's really, okay. um, that's not Rock that far. 29 miles. Not that far. No. Especially considering the fact that Raven Rock, where you're counting to 29 miles is actually um, the entrance. And there's no telling how far it goes and Tunnels, where it goes underground right, yeah. and, and where know, the exits are. If things can just come up out of, if they can just come up out of tunnels, and we don't even know the technology. And here people are thinking that they are, you know, just you, their crayons aren't so sharp anymore. And and they know that people people are not that likely to believe a story like this, especially without tangible evidence and one thing that i will say is in daylight my experiences are are very minimal i will not claim that i you know i have the same type of i always have an overwhelming feeling of being watched on that property that never happened before it's a very strong uncomfortability we used to always hike and i take my daughter down to the creek and um it, it's it's just changed it's not it's never been like that you know for someone that's never experienced things like that before and to come up with something that really isn't you know by the book it's and and again you know this has now been going on for four over four years almost five years so it's not something that was a passing um and every time i return they are there immediately i don't have to i don't have to do any special kind of call or um, you know, any kind of announcing that I'm there, these, and it makes you wonder, like, are they whatever? I mean, our, our minds could go so wild with what, the, what is going on here. Um, you know, if it's not an interdimensional or spiritual being, um, like, am I a science experiment? <laughs> I don't live there anymore, you know? And if, if I was, wouldn't those things follow me back to where I live? You know, I mean, well, it's does the your realm mom- of- 
has your mom ever seen anything or experienced anything? So this is the thing. Um, my, and this people have asked me this before my mom. Um, I wouldn't say that she is a non-believer. She's a Christian. She teaches in a Christian school. Um, but this has been too wild from her, for her. She did see the blue eyes, like I said, but that was always my number one question. My mother is the one living here. How is how is she not being afflicted or experiencing these things? But one has to wonder if you aren't really open, I guess, maybe to looking. She's lived there now. How long has she lived there? Uh, 30 years. So she is constantly telling me there's nothing there. She's nothing. There's nothing there. And when my daughter, her granddaughter, started seeing things, she just thought, oh, Bob, well, gosh, you know, she's lived there forever. There's nothing there's nothing there and she won't sit still long enough to have the patience to, you know, and it's not like these things are grabbing are ruining anything on the property. Um, Oh, I did forget to mention about there was loud crashing um, like at the back of the house several times, not like a slap or anything like that, but loud banging, like something had broken, something had fallen. And instead of thinking that was strange, she would just get mad and you know she wants an explanation and we never did find what it was it almost sound it sounded like it was in the attic i mean something uh i don't know how to explain it but i would say that happened about four or five times but she is one very much for i think she's opening up more now as you know i my life is really changed i'm in a great spot and she doesn't i think at the time she might have thought maybe i i was depressed or anxious or paranoid or something like that but now that the things have continued i think she's opened up a lot more plus i've had her listen to your podcast which she loves by the way oh, that's awesome well she, <laughs> she was... actually played she actually played the hall at earth one for her students in her class oh really yeah she she teaches at a christian school yeah and, um, yeah well, that's, that's really cool. And uh, yeah. I'm glad that she enjoys the show. Uh, and, you know, listening to my show, maybe, you know, uh, maybe I presented some information that, you know, made her think a little bit. Uh, I, I think so. She has opened up because the, your shows ought to offer a broader range of, and also, you know, she likes the biblical application because yeah. she is going to accept it more if it ties into what the Bible says. And I think that that is that she's opening her eyes more because it makes sense. I mean, it does. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's been a growing process for me throughout this show. Yeah. Uh, and like I told you in the beginning, I'm not sure if I said it in the interview or before we started recording, you know, when you first contacted me, I was not in the mindset that I am today when it comes to these creatures and the possibilities. I didn't look through it. I didn't look at it through my biblical lenses, my theological yeah. convictions. And once I started doing it, it opened up a whole world of possibility that made these things actually more possible to exist than less likely. And right. uh, it, it just, it rocked me. And, right. um, you know, I, I'm glad that your mom is starting to, uh, you know, become more open to the idea of these things and um, all that stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what, Mandy, this is a, a fascinating story. And uh, I, I'm actually kind of excited to uh, talk to you once we record here uh, to, to find out what else you wanted to say. So uh, on that note, Mandy, thanks for being here. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, that's the show, everybody. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy, please share the show with your friends. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, email, water cooler. It could be the guy in the urinal next to you. Just lean over. Don't look. Just lean over and say, yo, bro, I ain't looking. Just telling you, you need to check out The Confessionals with Tony Merkel. That might be bad for your health. But if you do it, it might be a story worth telling on The Confessionals. Just saying, if I hear about this, I might have you on the show. (laughs) Anyways, guys, take care. Stay safe. And remember, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. Bye. I do it for the turn up. Telling boys I never leave a crib alone Cause I keep one in my car and I got two at home They different kinds but they do the same thing Double S, double barrel Yes sir I'm out here facing dragons, I ain't out my mind They coming from a soul, so it's bad that time Them lies they trying to kill me if you don't believe me I don't care, I don't care, I can't take it easy I'm flipping a page, I'm trigger happy, you're clipping the gauge. Get it hitting the stage, hit you with trophies in every phrase. Deep cut me deep, I'm diving in, diving in. When I ride, I get to hit. I'm alive again. I'm alive again. That's right. When I ride, I get to hit. You know we get it. I'm alive again. Manolo, man. When I ride, I get to I do it for the turn up. I'm out here going poster. My partners think I lost it. My mama think I'm loco. I keep my shooter close to. You know it's fully automatic. Shoot you straight. Man, that truth it. Do you really damage? Uh, I got enemies. I can't see them all, but they lurk. I flip that page on them. My trigger finger stay working. I got plenty ammo. Got old and new. They both testify. My lord. And ain't nobody playing with you. Gonna mess around and come testify. Uh, and I ain't gotta say no more. I'm a kick, kick, bang, and a thing gon' blow. Red letters like a red dot on your door. Yep, 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 yep. All y'all gon' wanna dash or the backseat. That's me with a clip full of black ink. I'ma hit y'all with it till I split y'all with it. Man down, man down. Had a bad week, bad week. Dummy.
them pores and why the truth it is sweeter than honey. And we know that he got us. He was with us, came back as he back When them last night I like us, his word is my weapon. It's going for rock. I do it for the turn up. Yeah, yeah. Got that ammo like. 